Welcome back to us shaking the tables of reality through Minds on Kingdom, making Christ the talk of the town again. My name is Darlene Adderley, your host, and today's episode is entitled, Are You Aware of Your Potential? Most gracious and everlasting Father, we come before your throne asking you to use us, to shift us, and to fixate us for your kingdom. But Lord God, I pray that you may help us, that we may be changed and motivated for your word and eager to share with our peers who you are. Father God, I pray that you may open our ears and open our hearts. And Lord, I pray that you may use us as a vessel and speak through us that when people hear what we have to say, the words that we utter may not be from us, but Lord, it may be from you. Lord, I pray that people may feel your Holy Spirit through the words. Thank you for everything you have done and thank you for being a merciful father. Thank you for what you have done for our families and thank you for what you have done for our friends. I pray, Lord God, that you may shield us from danger. I pray that every time we may pray to you and we may worship you and we may read your word, that you may release a shield of fire, that whenever a thing, a person may try to hinder with us, that they may feel your raft. Thank you for everything you have done since we ask and say in your most precious name. Amen. Did you know the devil knows your potential? He knows how far you can go in this life if you were to allow God to steer you. And so now we're going to be turning to 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1 to 29. I'll be reading in your hearing from the NLT version, and this is entitled Spiritual Gifts. Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. You know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is a source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we still serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same spirit gives a message, a special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one spirit gives a gift of healing. He gives one person the power of performing miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether the message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages. While another is given the ability to interpret what is being said, it is the one and the only spirit who distributes these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some of us are slaves, and some are free. But we all have been baptized into one body 
by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ears say, I am not part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weak and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should be seen. While the more honorable parts do not require the special care, so God put the body together, such the extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all members care for each other. If one part suffers, all parts suffer. And if one part is honored, all parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body. And each of you is a part of it. Here are some parts God has appointed for the church. First are apostles, second are prophets, third are teachers, then those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others, those who have the gift of leadership, and those who speak in unknown languages. Are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak unknown languages? Do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. But now let me show you the way of life that is best of all. The reason we cannot align with our potential is because we are allowing Satan to place us in cycles. And when I say we allow Satan to place us in cycles, I am implying how we do not do a thorough audit of our lives. And when I say we do not do a thorough audit of our lives, we are constantly undergoing lessons and lessons and lessons of the same story, but with different characters. Have you ever in your life, like, you know, felt as though, okay, for example, you've ever been in a relationship, right? And this is like one of those relationships where you just knew, like, baby, like you just knew. The relationship was just like, what? Like, what is this, right? Let me give you a little background story. When I was in high school, <laughs> a lot of my stories are going to be from high school, but people used to think I was older than what I am, right? I used to hang out with grown people. Like I was just grown, you know? And when I was like 15, 16, I kid you not, I was like 20 for like five years. 
I, I kid you not. I, you tell people I'm 20, I'm 20, I'm 20, I'm 20, I'm 20. You can literally ask one of my, my closest friends. She knew. She knew the whole story, the whole nine yards. It was so hilarious. And what I realized as I would be in a talking stage, because I did not, when I was that age, I did not take relationships seriously. I was not going to meet up with you. I was not going to come see you. I was not going to come to dinner. We were not going to go out to dinner. We were not going to go out on a date. None of that. We were just talking on the phone, talking on Snapchat, talking on Instagram, but that was the maximum. I remember the individuals that I would speak to, they were all the same had the same storyline, had the same facade, but they were a different person. And I would tell myself, I don't like that kind of guy. I'm going to go for a different guy and talk to a different guy. Mind you, I could not even leave my campus. I could not even leave. We were so sheltered within that institution. We were very sheltered. It was just internet dating. And I told myself, I was like, I will never speak to this person again. I need to alter my type. Da, 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 da. And because I was in the same state of mind of being naive, right? I was being sent the same person. And the thing is, I wasn't asking God for this person. So where was this person? Where were these persons coming from? These persons were clearly coming from, they were coming from the devil. Okay. Because you will know the difference between a God-sent person and a person sent from Satan. You will know the difference if you have discernment. But you cannot have discernment if you are not reading your Bible. You will not have discernment if you're not praying to the Lord. You will not have discernment if you are not seeking the Holy Spirit to aid you. You will not. You will be oblivious. Okay, and we live in this day and age where everyone's walking around obliviously like a deer in headlights because we are not seeking out the Holy Spirit to give us directions. You will only receive proper directions through the Father. You will only receive proper directions through the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's the only way you'll receive proper directions. So you are constantly entering cycles, cycles of different lessons, but no cycles of different lessons with the same people, but it's clearly the same cycle and the same lesson. If you really look at it from the bigger picture, that's why it is crucial that within this day and age, and I'm glad that I'm speaking about this now before we enter a new year, it is crucial to evaluate your life, to do a thorough audit of who's in your life right now and see if that person is an enemy in the spirit realm, but a friend in the flesh. You need to evaluate that person to see if they are an enemy in the spirit realm, trying to taint you from your calling, trying to block you from your calling. You may be telling your friends and your peers or your significant other or whatever it is. You may be telling them this year, I want to do better and I want to worship the Lord. That's exactly what you may be telling them. But the thing is, the devil works in such a mysterious and chaotic and terrible way that he will send somebody in your life in a blink of an eye, in a second, to come and ruin your calling to come and ruin your purpose and they will be disguised 
they will be disguised. They will be disguised. You must fight the devil with your sword. And your sword is your Bible, but also you putting on the full armor of God. So that when you're in this battle, so that when those spirits of the devil are trying to come to attack you, when you have your sword and your shield ready and you're ready to square up, baby, you're ready to square up. Those demons will flee. Those spirits will flee because they're not ready to fight with you. They can't. They know you're chosen. They know your worth. They know your worth more than you know your worth. They know your calling more than you know your calling. The devil knows your potential more than you know your potential. But the thing is, when he places you in these cycles, he is feeding into your ear. She won't succeed. He won't succeed. I keep setting them up with traps. I keep setting them up with lessons. I keep setting them up with failure. And they keep falling into that same failure. He will send you into temptations. And you will fail in those temptations because he wants to keep you in a cycle. But when you are tired, when you want to fight back, you need to create boundaries. And when I tell you strong boundaries, like the most strongest boundaries ever, if, if it's even to the point you have to isolate yourself, because baby, there's a baby, I'm, I'm currently low key in isolation. I don't, if I'm going outside, I'm t either taking myself out to eat or I'm going out to eat with my future husband or I'm going out to the movies or I'm going to the store to go get some food or I'm going to class or I'm going to church. And then from there, I am in my room. I don't have time to mingle. I don't have time to conversate. If we're not speaking of the word of God, if what we're talking about is not going to heighten my mind to the point where I feel as though it's going to, I'm going to reach the kingdom or you're going to reach the kingdom, I, you cannot be hanging around aimlessly. That's why when you are in the time of isolation, you get to understand things and you get to receive a level of discernment that you've never seen before. To the point where you just have feelings. There was this time that I was walking in the store, right? Prayed up, just finished praying up and I'm just went to the store. It's to the point where you may look someone in their eyes, right? And you automatically feel something, feel something is off. And I asked this lady, I'm like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm okay. No, I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not even trying to be all up in your business, ma'am. I'm really trying to like, I'm not, I, I really not even trying to be in your business. I'm really not even trying to be in your personal business, but are you okay? And she started crying and I was like, okay, may I pray for you? So I said my prayer for her and we went our separate ways. But the thing is, when you receive the discernment from God, when you begin being prayed up, you begin to feel when something is off with someone. It's even to the point that God will even grant you with dreams sometimes. He can give you dreams. I remember back in November, I even said this as a testimony um, to a few people, but back in November, and this is something that really scared me, right? And this is one of the things which made me want to change my life. Back in November, I had a dream 
And it was such a dream that like, it's very vivid. You know how you have dreams where you forget? No, this dream was very vivid. And the dream began at a concert. It was at a concert, at a revival. It was a Christian concert. It began in a concert where everyone was praising the Lord and everyone was, you know, just in the worship and just in a haze of worship. And the next scene is where people outside started screaming. So these are people that wanted to enter the concert but did not get there in time to receive the the, the, the anointing from the Lord and everything. And people just started screaming. And the people that were within the concert, they felt peace. But the people that were outside felt chaos. And when I tell you they felt chaos, they felt all kinds of chaos. Like they were like just they were running away from something. They were running away from something. And as they were running, some people felt peace while others felt chaos. And as we're in this feeling, I'm just like, you know, in bliss and I'm just chilling. I don't in the time at that time, I didn't know why I was just in peace and I was chilling. But as we were in that moment, the sky broke. When I tell you the sky broke, like I've never seen something like this before. The sky broke and I saw blues and I saw purples and I saw like light. I saw light coming through, but I saw blues and purples. And then I ended up, it's, it's so, it's so interesting. It's so kind of like, it's, 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 I'm still flabbergasted. Then the next scene, I was at, in within Washington, D.C., okay? And as I was within Washington, D.C., I began seeing officials like, you know, the officials that are in office now. I don't want to get into particular into that because, you know, yeah. It's, it's as if they were prepared. They were already prepared. While the rest of the world is screaming and is running, and they can't even run away because where are you going to run to? Where? And it's as if they were prepared. So they try to place this like globe over the White House, over the U.S. Capitol. They try to place this globe as protection over them, right? While the rest of the world is in chaos. And as I had that dream, I realized the Lord is coming sooner than we even thought. And at that time, I was still living a life of, because I had this dream back in November last year. I was still living the life that I was living, but that freaked me out because I was like, Darlene, why in that dream were you at peace? Why were you so at peace, but the people around you were going ballistic, like going crazy? Why? And then I realized, I was like, okay, I have to change my life. But did I really change my life at that time? No, I didn't. But I kept telling myself, Darlene, you have to change your life. And as I would keep telling myself, Darlene, you need to change your life, you need to change your life. I was still just doing what I was doing. Still doing what I was doing before I came to Christ. But then I had another dream of the same, like, I kid you not, it was the same dream, but it was different. It was with a different sky and the sky broke out again. People are still screaming, but it was me still being at peace, 
But before the next scene happened, like I I, I woke up because I was just I was flabbergasted. But it's like if I had this dream twice, it's a clear indication that I need to get my life together. Right. When we give our life to God, God will place a wall of fire around you. Every person, place, thing or entity which tries to hinder with you. There will be a wall of fire around you and they will feel and meet the wrath of God. Not to say that you will never have issues in your life, but you will actually be tested more than ever. You will be tested in this life to the, like, to the point where... <laughs> You will be tested. There's even people in the Bible who underwent that. And we're going to go into that in the next episodes. But there are so many people within the Bible who were tested. But the thing is, you will have discernment on how God wants you to approach the issue. God will give you the mind on how he wants you to approach the issue. The devil knows you are chosen but never wants you to figure it out. He is upset that he lost his chance once. How are you the cherub of heaven and you lost your, like, come on, can you be for real? You were one of the most favored angels and you lost your chance. But since he did what he did, since he did what he did, he lost his chance. But we are covered by the lamp of God. We are covered by the goodness of God, that God has given us a second chance. You know, back in the time in the Bible, before Christ was even like on the cross and he was slain, believers, when they would sin, they would have to put all their sins on a lamb. They would place all of it on a lamb and they would sacrifice the lamb every time. But after Christ died on the cross for us, we have immediate, like when we just tell God we, we're repenting and we want to repent and we are praying to him, that is immediate salvation. We live in different times. We live in different times where repentance and taking full accountability of your actions, God will see your heart and be like, I forgive you, my fellow servant. So this is just a thought that I want you to ponder on as we are entering the last days. Dear Lord, I pray that every listener here today, under the sound of the voice, Lord, I pray that it may be you that they may hear, that this may be their sign, that this may be their sign. It is time for us to change our lives, God. It is time for us to renew ourselves. It is time for us to restore our minds for you. Lord, I pray that you may help us, that this may be a laid down foundation of a new start. Heal us, Lord. Cover us, Lord, that we may implement this new change. Lord, it may take days, it may take weeks, it may take months, it may take years. But Lord, I pray that you may cover each individual who is listening. And I pray, Lord God, that they may view you from a different perspective and understand that you are here to change our hearts. And you are here to save us from this world. And you are here to help us and to use us and to cover us and to just revamp us into who you want us to be. 
I pray, God, that you may go into every listener's home and, 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 and grant them with your mercy, grant them with your kindness. And Lord, I pray that they may feel you today, that they may feel you tomorrow, that they know that you are right by their side. Thank you for everything you have done since we ask and say in your most precious name. Amen.